2021 is not just a change of digit. In fact, it is a change of spirit. Everything seems a lot more happier, healthier and so much more normal. Well, of course, we'll talk about one thing that we don't like to speak about but we cannot ever forget and that, of course, is the year of 2020. Few days back, I read something in the paper that really, really shocked me. It spoke about human behaviour during the pandemic and some habits turned out to be really, really horrific. For example, the number of selfies that men and women were taking turned out to be way too much. The number of hours spent on social media was extremely insane. And also one thing that you have to know is that the amount of junk food that people were consuming was very, very unhealthy. Now, all these three points are bad. Did we have any good during the pandemic? I'll tell you what, the answer is yes. And the answer is the fact that many people got back to the world of books. Whether reading the physical books, be it Kindle, be it audiobooks, and we thought that this is one habit that's gotta continue. And that's why Moor Market presents the book show chaptered by Harper Collins. Now, today on the first show of the book show, we've got someone very, very interesting. I mean, I feel I know her so, so well, but I promise you, I haven't seen her or I haven't ever spoken to her before. That's what books do, right? You know the person so, so well. She is a mind-blowing singer. Yes, she's a singer, scriptwriter. She's also a songwriter. She's extremely wonderful and a brilliant author. This, I can tell you, is like almost one wish come true as we talk to the author of Three Impossible Wishes, presenting Anmol Malik on The Book Show. Anmol, how are you? Hi. I am good and I'm very um, astounded by the introduction. Thank you. Oh, I hope you are. Uh, but really, did, did we start eating that unhealthy suddenly just because... I mean, it looks like you were doing all the healthy things. You're looking absolutely fine and fit. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Anmol. I must tell you, this is our first show of the book show and it's great to have a young face, a young author because some people believe that reading is something of the past. I mean, who reads these days is what some people are in the mindset of. But I'm glad that a young face like you is presenting to the young generation the importance, the value and, uh, you know, the longevity of what reading is all about. So thank you, you know, I think people are missing out by not reading because reading is um, a time capsule. It's like a little bit of an escape, you know, it's a portal. You open the book and you step into a whole new world. So... Uh, absolutely. You know, if you didn't like the world we had in 2020, then you definitely like the world that this one offered you. Correct? <laughs> yeah, I got this. Oh, same pinch. Same pinch, Anmol. Okay, I'll tell you what, we've got lots to talk about. Now, as an author, Anmol Malik, uh, but before all of this, um, you were working in the movies, playback, singing, coming up with your singles, um, you know, your copywriting. There was a lot that you were doing. And this is an avatar of yours that we see. Now, let's talk about this book. Uh, you know, it comes under the category of it's a fiction. Yes. But I went through the book. I, I read the book and I would tell you it's not a fiction because the way you've written this, Anmol, has a lot of, uh, you know, Anmol and Arya and Arya and Anmol. That's the protagonist. That, that's your lead, uh, you know, heroine or hero. But mm -hmm. it's a lovely book. Uh, let's talk about uh, Three Impossible Wishes, first of all. As, uh, you know, cliche as it sounds, before we go to the book, what are your three wishes that you know are, man, that's impossible. It's not going to happen. Like, oh, what? God. Um, 
well, my very the reason the book was called Three Impossible Wishes was because the first impossible wish I had was getting a book published. Um, as you said, I've done copywriting, I've worked in films, yeah. I've written music, and everything had a lot to do with words. Um, I love creating. Uh, I think I'm better, I, I better express myself in words than when I'm physically mm. giving an interview. Um, but publishing a book is very difficult. I don't know anything mm. about the publishing industry. Uh, I don't know mm. how it works. And for me to be able to float a manuscript around and actually get a response seemed uh, impossible. And which is why it was monumental when HarperCollins wrote back. And I think I'll be eternally grateful that they picked up the book and it became my debut novel. So that was my impossible wish. And now I hope I can continue writing more in the future and have people read it and show me some love. That's just one chapter. What happened to the other two wishes? Whether it's, it's you know, singing, whether it's... I don't have too many wants in life. I just want to keep you know, writing. You, you just have achievements, not desires. You just achieve them all immediately. Okay, let's talk about the book. You know, um, when someone writes their first book, this is your debut book, right? As an author, this yes. the, you've written a lot of, uh, you know, mini uh, publications, mini stories. We'll talk about that later. Yes. But this is your first book as an author, actually. Mm -hmm. So you can run anything in today's world of social media. When you want to grab all the attention, you do something out of the box or out mm -hmm. of the world or something very controversial or something very communicative. That's mm -hmm. where you stand. So why did Unmold Malik choose a slice of life book? Um, firstly, because I think it's the film background. I have grown up on a staple diet of rom-coms and I absolutely mm. love them. I love them mm. because I feel it can cover a whole range of emotions. And, um, you know, you can say so much in a very simple rom-com, um, but you can parcel it up really neatly like a little gift. So I, I would say this book is like a job we met or a Notting Hill or a Bridget Jones's diary. And it's a movie in a book, which I thought was very interesting. Um, but I think, so I, I read a lot, but one of my favorite authors is actually a screenwriter and he's Richard Curtis, who's written Notting Hill. Mm. And he said, mm. there are only so many ways you can, you know, talk about a rom-com. It's a boy and a girl and they fall in love. Mm. How, how many extra ways can you say it? And so when he wrote Notting Hill, it was a boy falls in love with a superstar. It's just about changing that equation a little bit. Three Impossible Wishes is actually set in the same year that the 26-11 Bombay attacks happened. Um, yep. It's all in the same year that the immigration laws were getting tighter and there was this horrible rumor around my campus that if you fail the year, you get deported. Probably not true, but when you're a teenager and you know, you're know you miles away from home, you're ready to believe pretty much anything. And there's, it's got a bit of a racial undertone to it. You know, The rumor is a little mean. Um, and that's what I wanted to explore because being an international student on a campus um, doesn't just mean you're from India. It means you could be Pakistani, you could be Australian, you could be Canadian, you could be Russian. Mm. And everybody is trying to make a home away from home. And that's always right. very difficult. So um, that's one of the themes I wanted to explore. The book itself has a lot of other themes that are similar. One is about being right. true to yourself, finding, you know, standing up to people who mean well to you. And of course, at, yeah. at its core, there's also a father-daughter relationship. There's also mm. unrequited love. But it's the love story between a Russian girl, a Russian boy and an Indian girl. <sighs> Done. <laughs> Long answer. OK, so Anmol, that was very well explained. <laughs> it was said in a very sweet way. But how much of Anmol is, is in the book? 
whether it is uh, the desire, you know, when they said that uh, there is this part in the book where they say that, you know, arts will not give you a, a life. You can't do arts for, for a career. You can't make a life out of arts. It's just a hobby. Uh, it's yeah. a part of life. You can't do it as a lifetime thing. Now, is yeah. this a contradiction or is this a decision you had to take in your life? You know, should I continue what I love to do? Or no, someone said, no, man, stick to science, engineering, CA, something of that sort. No, no, my parents were very, very um, kind that way. Uh, they, yeah. They're the reason mm. they're actually right, because they have never curbed my freedom for creativity. Mm. Uh, but the mm. dialogue is actually something that came from one of the various counselors. I met some very good student counselors. Some of them were not so nice. And one of them basically said, um, you can't make a career out of writing. And I said, well, you know, there's JK Rowling. And they're like, yes, but she's a genius. Are you a genius? <laughs> I think when you're 16 and you- <laughs> That's a hard question, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know what, you don't automatically think you can, you can be the next big thing. But I yeah, think yeah. creating does to me is it gives me a certain joy. Um, whenever yeah. I create, I don't expect it to be a hit or a flop. I don't think of numbers. I think, oh, mm. this is making me really happy. I can escape for a bit. Mm. Um, mm. And if you curb that in a child, uh, yeah. that's not very nice. So I, I think yeah, I think absolutely. that life stuck around in my head for a very mm. long time. Very well said. Okay, as we move on now, you know, um, you said this uh, is inspired, like it, it's written in the form of a movie. It's a rom-com. I swear, when I was reading this, it reminded me exactly of an Yash Raj Films movie, you know, <laughs> that, that, that kind of a layout. So I, I had this question that was supposed to be at the end of the, of the show, but then, hey, I mean, we don't write a book with chapter one, chapter two. We just speak what's in the heart oh, no, of this show. My, my editor Swati had the hardest time because I kept calling them scenes because for me, they were exactly oh. set in my head. So I was like, oh, you know, scene 25. And she's like, Anmol, this is a book. We need to chapter. get a chapter. I have a couple of questions that are right here which need to come out immediately. A is example, as we talk about chapters, you've named every chapter as a, as a food plate or a food dish, you know? So is that the foodie in you that, you know, you say these were some dishes I think will suit? Yeah. It is something about um okay when you look at perfumes or you look at smell like if you if you think about the smell of rain um on wet mud it'll immediately yeah. remind you of a very specific moment in time uh freshly cut grass butter toast yeah. you know these smells will remind you of something yeah. for me i feel even food does that like when why is yeah. comfort food comfort food because dahi chawal if you're eating it in the middle of paris is going to remind yeah. you of the time you know your mom came to your room and put a blanket on you and you know Put you to sleep. So I think even food has a way of transporting you. Music has a way of transporting you. And I think those are very important emotions to capture. So for me, a lot of the food chapters are named after the food I particularly ate when I was at university. Um, and I think every time I would think of those foods till today, I get transported back to my dorm and back to deadlines and friends and 3 a.m. conversations. I love my friends, I think. You know, I, I mustn't say this, but, but, but the way you wrote it all, it made me hungry throughout the book. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> this sounds so... Parathas with mayonnaise is a really yeah. good combination. <laughs> I will try that, but I will. So, you know, uh, one thing which I see um, as something very positive here is though the, the, the heroes that you refer to, you know, who were your role models or who are your inspiration, right from J.K. Rowling to the screenwriter of Notting Hill, um, these are all international, non-Indian, yes. yeah? Right. 
But I see some great talent in India, like yourself and so many more. Oh. Uh, you know, how do you gauge uh, in terms of literature, in terms of art, in terms of writing? How do you see an Indian being placed on the global map? Uh, do you think like, you know, we read a lot of international authors. Do they read a lot of Indian uh, authors? Uh, do they read the books? Well, I, I'm in no position to comment on the latter mm. bit. I don't know because I'm just starting mm. out. But um, mm. I would say India is already on the global map. We are mm. bursting with talent. I look at people from our country and I go, wow, mm. there is yeah. so much good stuff happening here. The, we, we just, we're on, we're bursting with talent. Um, mm. Including the language though, that's written, you know, I've written the book in. My senior year thesis at the University of Warwick was on the Indian English. Uh, which yeah. is a language that's very, um, it's grown from the heartland of India. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is yeah. we speak English, but we speak English in a very Indian way, which is an amalgamation of a lot of the slang words, a lot of sentence structures that are very yeah. native to only India. And it's Correct. such a widely spoken language at this point of time that Salman Rushdie, you know, um, writes in that language. Um, so does the author of Shantaram. And this was something that I was trying, to, I was trying to prove in my thesis. Mm. Um, and it kind of bled into the way I was writing my book as well. So Indian English is actually a formidable language in its own right. It's got a, it's got this beautiful rhythm. It's got, mm. it's got its own color. Um, and I think you can sense that even in the writing of this book. What, according to you, yeah. is the success of a book? Is it? Uh, reviews? Is it the publisher saying, you know what, we've done that well? Because at the end of it, it's an expression, it's entertainment, but it's also a business venture. So how do you balance uh, success in, in, in this industry? Um, you know, so everybody who has backed the book is a, making, mm. writing a book may be a solitary process, but publishing mm. it eventually requires a whole team of people, their dreams, their hard work behind it. So I would want everyone invested in this book mm. Um, mm. to feel like, you know, it was a success. Yeah. So I, I really hope it did um, mm. well, according to the publishers, but they seem happy so yeah of course, of course mr pratik <laughs> is very happy about the success of this book and the way it influenced young people I, i've spoken to him and he was very happy about it yeah pratik, awesome but the thing is i i feel for me the the day i realized that you know the book's doing well is when um a lot of young girls you know that's the target market that i wanted to reach that the girls who go to school who are going to university when yeah. they started creating fan art of Vladimir from the book and yeah. Arya, yeah. Uh, when they started yeah. quoting their dialogues, because there's this one dialogue in the book which he tells her, you know, I will not leave until I hear the storm in your heart. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, she's like, you know, the work I did was very small. And he's like, oh, no, no, but even snowflakes are small. But, you know, when put together, they can create a storm. Um, yeah. And it's just, just stuff like <laughs> that. They were bringing it back to me. And I yeah. forgot what I had written in the book. For me, that was that blew my mind. I was like, okay, wait, yeah. I'm reading the reviews. The girls are loving this. And mm. that's what made me feel that. So for me, that's success. That for when people say, Absolutely. I love Vladimir, why isn't he real? That's when I <laughs> Yeah, that, that is it. If you connect to people and if your dream makes other people dream. Yes. You know, that that's the best thing. Actually, the craziest thing was there were yeah. there were girls out there who were making fan art of Vladimir, mm. of the university, mm. of the food, and it was exactly how I saw it in my head. For me, yeah. it felt so crazy that they they, yeah. they saw it exactly how I'd written it. I 
what can I say? Yeah, I, I know. Sometimes, sometimes great writers and great orators like you also are left speechless. <laughs> you know. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I'm just starting out. I keep saying that for me, this is very overwhelming. Mm. To get a book mm. deal is overwhelming. To be able to write, every time mm. I sit to write, it just it mm. blows my mind that you know there is there is this this idea in my head that I can put on yeah. paper. I'm always very thankful for that. But then to be able mm. to have people read it and to show yeah. me some love. Man. It's, it's wonderful. You, you know, Anmol, they say this, it's a very well uh, superpower word or dialogue. Not that you've written, but someone else has. Heroes have, superheroes have. With great power comes great responsibility, right? Yes. Now, uh, you seem to be with the voice that you have, with the vision that you have, and the pen that you hold. Uh, you have great power. Uh, what is the vision of uh, Anmol Malik? Uh, let me be. Let me understand where Anmol is a very young girl today, but she has a vision that is that is a futuristic one. So, do you want to make slice of life uh, books and you know stories where people understand the simplicity and values of life? That life yeah. every day, a normal life is a great life, right? Or do you actually have a message that you stand for? That you say this is what I I warmed up with the audience. Now see where I take you because I have something strong to tell you. Who is Anmol Malik, the author? I think um, <laughs> uh, I want I want to show the beauty that this world has to offer. I feel the world mm. is very beautiful, and we, in the daily dirt of life, you know, we kind of mm. forget about it because there's a lot of mm. sadness as well. So I kind of want to live or create. I want to create a world which has that kind of magic, uh, mm. where you know good things happen to good people. Uh, mm. Because sometimes we don't see it happening as often as it should. I want to marry music and books together. That's the world that has been created. You know, good things for good people, not uh, controversy, tension, problems. We need we need a place of positivity, and that is Anmol Malik. Uh, mm -hmm. Thankfully, there's, thank there's going to be tension. There's going to be sadness, mm. but in the end, yeah. like the movies, it all works out. Happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's move on. As we talk so much, like you already answered this question to a fair deal, but I would like to just take it one inch deeper and understand this a bit more. Um, copywriter, great in the script department, uh, wonderful singer, music creator, right? Uh, you made your singles, author. Now, my only question to you is, um, Anmol, it's great to say I can do everything. That's sometimes when you have too much of talent. That's a call you need no, to I make. Uh, you, know, you, you have, you have, you have, you know, listen, uh, let's keep the humility aside for this question. <laughs> this and, is a but okay. Okay. But you know, you know, I, I see you have so many hobbies that hmm. are being converted into a profession. Now oh. I would like to know is Anmol Walik at this very young age, of course, you, you still can afford to experiment with all of this, but at hmm. the end of it, are you going to specialize in one field? Or are you going to do everything and try and balance it out, giving each audience? Let's be clear, the audience don't overlap. The audience for music, the audience for movies, and the audience yeah. for books are different. But the person making it is the same. Are you trying to cater to too many people or are you scared of specializing? I don't think the audience is different. I'm not scared of specializing. Mm. I don't think the mm. audience is very different. The audience is mm. always going to go for quality content. I say that mm. because I'm the audience myself. I, I mm. love watching movies. I love watching TV series, reading books. Mm. And 
for me whatever gives me the maximum enjoyment or entertainment is what i'm drawn to um yeah. at the end of the day though at my core mm. i am a writer which is why i suppose i um wrote music thank god we we'll have one more <laughs> we we'll have one more we we'll have many more yeah um i write music the copywriting yeah. bit i did a bunch of odd jobs just to sustain the fact that i could continue to write um yeah. and that's what gives me the most joy so um i think at its core at the central yeah. pinpoint that is what i would yeah. love to specialize in i studied creative writing at the university of yeah. warwick Absolutely, no. Very well said. And you've connected great ways. Uh, you know, we wish—it's a possible wish. We wish for lots more from you. But as we move on, now people looking at you would say, "Man, this is a lovely world." I have three different parts of uh, you know your culmination into an author that I'd like to ask you. One is a the education of it. You right. did a bit of your studies in India. You went abroad. You yes. learned script writing there. You came back. You worked with Disney, uh, yes. Yastras Films, right? Yes. Um, yeah, I've, I've done a bit of homework. Uh, that way, I'm I'm good. <laughs> okay. So uh, I would like to ask you: Do you think uh, the creative education in terms of media, advertisement, filmmaking in India leaves a lot to be desired? Because you've studied that and you know this. and it's fine as long as we understand that you know we need to change we need to adapt do you right. think the education system in terms of media needs to change the reason i went abroad was to actually study computer science i didn't leave india to if i wanted to study english literature from the get go i should uh, just stay back in india uh, uh, the thing was i went to the uk to study computer science um because in my stupid head i think i bought into a lot of what everybody else was saying uh okay. that you know the creative industry doesn't really pay well which is yeah. really does me to base my passion on money um mm. so i thought oh computer science um, you know why not let's have a lucrative um career and midway through the first year i realized i've made a huge blunder and i can't back out now um and all around me were signs calling out to literature sign up for this course here's an open library and i was like you know i've been an idiot not to avail of that and so i started studying that magic that's magic isn't that you saw the magic around you yeah go on yeah. it was actually my dean who pulled me up and i think the dean in this book is a homage to the dean from my yeah. university but had i stayed okay. in india I would have been just as happy. In fact, yeah. my parents and I keep discussing this all the time that if this is what I had to do eventually, I should have just been in India and you know um, studied it. Uh, the point is, education is very important, and it is it is a privilege, and I'm mm, grateful. Absolutely. Um, so there's nothing wrong with the, the. There's no comment I would like to make. Just education is very important. I would be nowhere. Absolutely. that that's very well said that that is very wisely said education uh, is a privilege that's what you said and i completely agree with you uh, as we would like to learn one more lesson from you for those who have this passion for writing nowadays people are blogging they are holding the camera and blogging they're writing long status on facebook and instagram if someone wants to be an author right uh, how do they publish their book a and uh, is this a lucrative career now this is the question that you were answered when you were young people were saying you can't make it a lucrative career times have changed uh, the, the the business has changed the forum has changed so how do you actually publish your book what's the process everyone's definition of lucrative for me lucrative yeah. is i can i can create what uh, you know i can live out my passions um yeah. 
I don't know anything else besides creating. Mm. So for me to be, you know, to not be able to do this would probably kill me. Um, mm. so, so for me, this is where I want to be. This is what mm. I want to keep doing. Um, so that is lucrative enough for me. This is what attracted me to the profession. Um, and I think that's what brings in the good people into your life. Um, yeah. While writing this book, I was fortunate enough mm. to meet such people. I think the luck of the book is what dragged such people into my life. Like I said, I don't know anything about publishing. I don't know who to mm. connect with. Um, what is the process? All I knew was there's you know, the submission portal and you just kind of send your manuscript. Um, but yeah. there is this very, um, so it basically started off with a, a, this very nice company called Bound, Bound India. Okay. Um, Correct. And they kind of aided me into how to, you know, edit a manuscript or to just prepare a basic pitch. Um, mm. Via which they shopped it around to another agency yeah. called Writer's mm. Side, which is run by Mr. Kanishka. Um, mm. who saw the manuscript and then shopped it around himself to publishers. Mm. Uh, and eventually it was uh, Swati from mm. Harper. Uh, she's yeah. the commissioning editor. So she picked yeah. it up and she passed it on to, uh, mm. you know, it, within the company. And mm. that via, via, via process is- Has been passed around the globe. It, it's and passed all over. I, which is why I'm saying, like, you know, to, to even have such people, I wouldn't have known yeah. any of them had it not been for the luck of the book. So, Absolutely. A, the job was lucrative. I wanted to do it. Yeah. And then mm. the path started slowly opening up. You know, sometimes they say the magic of life, as you say, and you quoted this a couple of times, is so wonderful. If you plan your destination, the journey will find its way. You know, Absolutely. the people, the parts, the twists, the turns, the barriers, everything will come by. If you have a sincere destination, the yeah. journey will, will be Absolutely. there. I didn't write this book thinking it would get published. I wrote this book because yeah. I wanted to make myself happy. I sat and read, wrote the entire manuscript and I had no idea what would ever happen to it. Um, yeah. so I think every work of art comes with its own destiny. You know, you Absolutely. can't see what's going to happen to it. You know, talking about destiny, uh, you've been blessed with very creative parents, right? Yes. So that's something which is a wonderful blessing. At the age of five, you started off a career with singing. So yes. tell me a bit about your, your, your dad, Mr. Anu Malik. I'm a big fan of his. Please, please convey my regards to him. But... Uh, Things in common. <laughs> I'm a big fan. So, <laughs> India is a big fan. So tell me about, um, you know, his influence uh, on your music, on your writing. And basically, when they say Anu Malik's daughter, right? Okay. Uh, hold on, there's, there's a bit of a pressure here. Man, you, you already come with a great legacy, great standard of success, great amount of creativity and entertainment. Do you feel this, you know, okay, this is a bit too much. Let me just stick to Anmol. Let me just stick to Anmol. <laughs> yeah, <I'm, laughs> I've never navigated as being um, anything as being Anu Malik's daughter because yeah. I know he's, you know, a lot. Um, I, I think the first compliment I received, what I would consider a genuine compliment for the book was when people wrote back saying, hey, it hit me later that, you know, you're related to Anu Malik. Um, yeah. But that has been the biggest influence on my life, um, yeah. even creativity, uh, creatively. Um not just in music, because music has been such a big part of my household. Um, yeah. Because you wake up in the morning to the sound of his harmonium um, mm. and, you know, us doing riyas. But also, you know, we'd have directors who'd come to the sitting room, which is in yeah. one part yeah. of the house. And 
I remember for the longest time that the director would be narrating a scene. I'd be standing mm. outside the door yeah. and it was very fascinating for me to hear because yeah. he'd be talking about, you know, the emotion behind the scene, the action that's happening, the story flow. I think that was the first time stories started coming into my head. And my dad yeah. has this habit that when the director is speaking, he would just be playing the harmonium. Yeah. Kind of, you know, subconsciously, I've seen that, yeah. You know, and yeah. it's creating this background. Together, they are weaving a, you know, a tapestry of emotions. The director speaking about the scene, he's narrating it, the dialogues, mm -hmm. my dad's giving the music, and suddenly, from the other side of the door, here's me, as a six-year-old, I can see the movie happening in front of me. Yeah. It's such a powerful image. It's such Absolutely. a powerful image. And it's a memory that's never going to leave me. And I think that's yeah. what's influenced me to get into writing. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so difficult for me mm -hmm. to separate the two. For me, music yeah. and films and writing, they all go hand in hand. It, it's one me. life. It's one. <laughs> You've grown up with all of this, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. So, so, so Debbie, when you, when you sang uh, for your dad, right? You, you've sung a lot of songs. Um, different age groups, right, uh, from five to sixteen, and 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 in the recent as well, uh, making your own singles, which which yeah. you may have like a lot of yeah. songs in the a lot of alaps, <laughs> which just go completely. Which, which, but, but, but we make you sing for sure. It is one line for sure. But uh, tell me, how is it working with the music director, Anu Malik? Does he treat you like? A singer, my daughter, give a couple of chances. In the studio, in the studio is a thorough professional. There is no, oh, she's my daughter who's coming. In the studio no. is Anu. Um, and, um, you know, you know, working for a music director, you have to respect their creativity. You have to respect the way they've seen the song. So you can't suddenly go around changing the song because they have, being a music director is very difficult because they've thought about every everything. They've thought about the singer's line. They've thought about what the guitarist will play what the rhythm section is going to be, what the brass section is going to be. And you have the manuscript in front of you. So you have to just read what the music director has written. And you have to sing that. And you have to, you know, you have to be according to his vision because he's a director of music. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. essentially, you are a part of his movie. Um, yeah. So yes, so he's a thorough professional in the studio. So tell me, what is the feedback he's given you for your book? Uh, has he read the book? <laughs> you know something? <laughs> he didn't know I was writing a book. What are you saying? Are you that secretive? <laughs> what are you saying? And then he was doing this interview where someone's like, oh, congratulations on, you know, your daughter's debut novel. And he's like, oh, thank you. And then he comes out of the room and he goes, Do you book like this? But when, once he found out, um, he kept the book by his bedside and he spent a whole month every night, you know, reading a chapter very sweetly. Mm -hmm. And then he came back with very detailed notes. He loved the book because I heard him laughing yeah. a lot yeah. in the book. Yeah. And then he came back with detailed notes like, you know, I mm -hmm. think this could have been stronger and I think this yeah. could have been shorter. And this was great. And who is this Russian boy? Were you in love with <laughs> Uh, the father came in. The father had to come in then. Okay, you know, you know, as he, he he's one of the geniuses that uh, India has seen in terms of entertainment and you know creativity. Now, tell me one thing: as a creator, you know it that you're never satisfied. Once you do something, after two days, <laughs> hey, wait, I could you know I could have done that slightly differently. So, if yes. I had to tell you this masterpiece uh, of yours, if you could change something about it. No, I, I guess we think it is uh, to enjoy a slice of life is a brilliant bite, you know. So tell me if you could redo something about it, 
uh, would you have changed something, a character, the location, um, the situation, the timing, something? You know, now I look back and there are there are um, things that I would um, would like to change. Hmm. But then I read the book again and I'm like, no, no, I don't want to change it. Not because it's not and not because it's perfect it's not it's far from perfect but that's what i love yeah. about it because it's a snapshot yeah. of that time of my life it's exactly me when i was 19 mm. um and that's what i love about it it's all my friends um all the people not just my friends all the people mm. i have watched um it's 2008 mm. in these many pages yeah. it's the year 2008 yeah. it, this little <laughs> book uh from here what next in terms of an author I would like to understand that in terms of an author, what do you have coming up? I am currently writing and let's see now mm. where that takes us. I'm currently working mm. um, on new stuff, uh, again, rom-coms, mm. but a completely, okay. it'll be a completely different landscape from this one. Um, okay. Though, though the University mm. of Wesley will be revisited again and there will be a lot more rom-coms yeah. there. So let's see what the future holds. Fantastic! We're waiting. I'm, I'm, yeah, definitely. And, and last one, last one that I like to ask you: social media, right? Mm. Finally, everyone's connecting. Your fans are connecting with you there. Uh, yes. Before we have your social Instagram handle for people to connect with you, uh, pick up the book. You tell them what to do in terms of uh, why they should be reading the book. We give them enough reasons. But what's your take on social media? Uh, pro, con, good, bad, positive, or really I, not? I think it's a great place to um, connect with people because um, I am a fan of various other writers and actors. So I'll be, I'll be the one sending them really sappy messages like, oh, my God, yeah. I loved yeah. your book. So I'm definitely doing that. Otherwise, there's no other yeah. way for me to reach out to them. But I yeah. personally am not a very, very big fan of social media because I'm a very private person. So for me to take a selfie and upload, it takes a lot, I think a lot about it <laughs> um, and also i think when i read um i think i've read comments over the years because i've i've uh, you know bad comments and good comments and yeah. they can really make or break your day um yeah. but i think at some point you just get a thick skin and you just kind of let it roll over and you meet yeah. the bottom line right good things happening to good people so that's the that's the yeah. mindset Always. I tell, me, tell me about the fan uh, reactions you've had. I'm sure you've had girls, like you said, already drawing stuff and, you know, creating all of this. But have you had these messages saying? Yes, yeah. they've been so sweet. They've, you know, yeah. the very fact that they've been sending these long messages yeah. on DM. Yeah. They'll always start off by saying, hey, I don't know if you will see this. I don't know if you'll mm. read this. Which is bizarre because, yes, I will. I'm very interested in knowing what people have to say. I love having discussions about books and not just my books, yeah. about yeah. books, comics, TV series. Yeah. I love talking to people about it. So um, yeah. when girls reached out by saying, I've drawn mm. Vladimir Petrov. How does he look? Mm. How hot is he? Mm. Sahil is here. Uh, this is what I think the university you know, looked like. <laughs> I'm eating paratha with mayonnaise. You know, thanks for the combination. Yeah. Uh, that that kind of blows my mind and i'm yeah. so happy that people reach out and you know they've been reacting this strongly to the book really fantastic uh, you know uh, this is a journey that you've started off and we're all with you chapter thank by you. chapter page by page or as you say scene by scene you performed it brilliantly thank you so much <laughs> anmol and for all the people who would like to get in touch with you uh, who want to grab a copy of this book uh, three impossible wishes yep that's how it is so quickly uh, tell them how can they connect with you 
Uh, you can definitely find me on Instagram uh, at anmolmalik5. Uh, I'm there on Twitter as well, but I'm not very active. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Anmol Malik with a double K for some reason, because uh, someone took my original name. Um, <laughs> That's not copyrighted. <laughs> you, could, you could always email me at anmolmalikmsy at gmail.com. And but you know the best way to get to know you better the best way to get to know you better is just flip through these pages because they're wonderful you pick up three impossible wishes and you go to my instagram anmol malik 5 and you say hey i read this book and i have some thoughts about it good bad and ugly but what do you think and i will reply i promise you i will reply Fantastic. I promise everyone watching this as well, all listening to it via podcast, that uh, you have a lot to offer us uh, in the future. I wish you all the best. Thank you very much for being a part uh, of the show. This is the book show in association with HarperCollins. Thank you very much, Anmol Malik. And in your lingo, Nandri Vanakam, which is thank you and goodbye. You can say the same. Nandri Vanakam. Yeah, it's okay. Next book, I'll help you. I'll help you, Nandri Vanakam. And, and, and... Wanakam. Okay, wait. The Nandri part. Nandri. Did I say Correct. Very good. That's right. Perfect. Right. And, 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 and for, I, I can imagine few people hating me if I don't make you sing and sign off. So in your style, any song, any language, any tune, any uh, ragam, talam, shruti, whatever it is, sing the song that you want. I will sign I will, off with that. Big, yeah. I'll sing too. One in Nandri. English, one in Hindi. Okay, ready. Uh, so the, the, the English song is something I've written. It's called Let Me Come Home. Yes, of course. Hmm. Um, I threw water on the sun in the evening And the moon lies in pieces by my bedside It still wasn't dark enough So I picked a jar I held it to the night sky And captured all the stars Still I have dreams I don't like There are nightmares I love There must be something wrong I am yet to be born Let me come home Where you are Let me come home I'm tired of being alone Let me Wow! <laughs> you close your eyes when you show us a different side of one more Malik. Now the Hindi one. Yeshk nahi asan, yeshk nahi asan. Kuch duriya jaise naseeb ke sarhade paar kar lenge. की बरसाते बस साथ न छोड़ मेरा साथ न छोड़ ये इश्क नहीं आसा ये इश्क नहीं आसा एंड दैट वाज़ द सेकंड सॉन्ग wonderful you know you said that for for the translation saath nahi chhod which means never let go but yes. it is time for us to let go thank you very much anmol you've been special and uh, through every page through every chapter through every line through every word that you write and express yourself the world is watching 
we are waiting and uh, good luck for everything thank you so much and more you've been special thank you thank you very much rajiv